Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by Audible. With a new universe, a new set of superheroes, a new reason to believe. Stan Lee's Alliances, a trick of light. Only on Audible. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, and to my right is... Alex Simmons. Yes, that is who that is. I had to think about which direction I did, that was. Yes. The, I, yeah. mm-hmm. I Even though I looked directly at you. I know, you. but I thought you were trying to throw me with that Why would I try and trick you off that, the bat? <laughs> classic Cardi. Who are you? Me? Yeah. Joe Scrabbles. Ah, I've got you a, again. I've got a button at the bottom of my shirt that keeps undoing itself unnaturally, and I'm worried that I'm going to expose my gut at some point to someone today. Is it just the one button, or does it Literally, slowly it's just go one. It's just sad. one. It's like the buttonhole's too big. Right. And so it just kind of, the button just kind of goes, <laughs> just falls out of it. You, you know, you get, those, button. you get shirts, because obviously most buttonholes go vertically. They do. And, but then sometimes you at get the, the bottom, bottom that goes horizontally. Don't so, like it. No. Why did they bother? Is it some sort of tailor's code? Mm. <laughs> well, if it was a style, like who looks at a, a buttonhole that closely, especially when it's around? I inspect them all individually. <laughs> wow, well, it sounds like you need to find a remedy for this. Remedy Entertainment have made a game called Control. You sound disappointed in yeah, yourself. For that I was one. struggling there. And usually you're delighted with your. I've lost all confidence in myself. Um, but Control, me yeah. and you, Joe went to Helsinki, Finland. Well, as they'd put at the bottom of like a Bond film, just like, because Americans don't understand cities and countries, so they always need the country after the city. If it was control, it would come up in giant letters across the screen. It would. Because it looks cool as shit. It probably wouldn't fit. No, we're doing a um, we're doing an IGN first all month. Ooh, the month of July. Ooh, the balls on, deep into it already. We are. Ooh. Well, I wouldn't say we're balls two deep. Two drops in. I'd say balls deep is two. Tip deep. Because is, is, if you think about it, what what you're talking about essentially <laughs> is, is fucking. So if we think about the, the process of a yeah. single fuck, we're balls <laughs> one deep single at the halfway fuck. point. After which it's all retraction. <laughs> yeah. So, so we are um, we're, 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 we're halfway shaft. We're, we're a quarter. In. Yeah, we're a quarter of the way in. Uh, and, and we're having a good time, but there's still there's still plenty to go. This there's... is all your fault. Yeah. Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but basically, we're enjoying ourselves. There's a lot to come. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> was that intended? Let's You'll get have to find off out. this. Yes. What's uh, this game about, Joe? Control. Well, <laughs> you've asked me literally the hardest question yeah, about control. I know. Uh, if you have, I'm surprised actually by how many people. I'm super excited for this game, and it seems to have actually gone way more under the radar than I thought it would. So it's the creators of Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, um, which is a fun little thing, set of things to say. Um, and Control feature is a brand new IP. It features uh, a woman called Jessie Faden, played by one of the characters, uh, the actresses from Quantum Break, mm-hmm. and uh, she arrives at what is known as the Federal Bureau of Control which is essentially like a super serious version of the Men in Black. Right. It's, uh, it's a government agency, secretive, in a mad building in New York that you can only find if you go looking for it, like the room of requirement in Harry right. Potter. It's mad. Um, and 
they investigate paranatural instances in the world or in the US more specifically so if there's like a haunted telephone which there is <laughs> they're the people who get involved it in sounds it. nuts it is so this is what's beautiful about it is it's so it's their touch point is the new weird which is like the books of China Mieville or um, House of Leaves um they brought up like the first three episodes of Stranger Things where you don't know what's going yeah, on it's right. all like very Twin Peaks as well yeah governmental un like things you just can't possibly understand but you can see right. like mm. this kind of idea of it's it's sort of beyond lovecraftian because it's not like mm. evil forces it's just weird, weird. stuff yeah. like broken reality imagine right. if the wachowskis made twin peaks the return yeah actually that's that is not just not a mad bad way to put it action abilities brutalist structures and just weirdness but that's the thing so control is uh it's got this like very heady, weird setup and plot, and it, the plot is bonkers. Like people on the preview we put up the other day, which is massive and has most of my thoughts on the game. Um, people keep saying like, "Oh, thanks for the spoilers." Everything we've talked about in in that preview, which is quite a lot, mm. is like thirty minutes, yeah, and right. we played eight hours. Like the right. amount of yeah. bonkers shit in this game is amazing but at its heart it's still a quantum it's uh, still a remedy action game right so it feels very much like a follow-on from quantum break where it's a mixture of gunplay and supernatural powers so in this case you've got like telekinesis levitation ground pounds create a like, shield just from rubble you on can the just floor. pull rubble out of the world and use it as a shield mm. like very like meaty powers yeah um and super tight gunplay but if you want to get super nitty gritty with it, what they've done is in Quantum Break they had like animation led input, so you push the button and it kicks into an animation. He's running around, yeah. but that could make it feel quite unresponsive. So right. in this, they've reversed it and it's input led. So it's like FIFA, where as soon as you touch a button, it will break another animation to gotcha. start a new yeah. one, which means it feels like incredibly it tight, feels really so good. fast. It's, it gave me that feeling like. It's as good a feeling game as I've played since maybe since Apex launched this year. Mm -hmm. That feeling of yeah, yeah. this just feels really yeah. good. There's something like Doom, Apex. I mean, it's a, it's a third-person shooter, so it's not the shooting's not as tight as a game like Apex or Doom, no. but it still feels great. And like, and Doom is a good comparison because it's mm. also built around being super aggressive. They were really annoyed with how people kept treating Quantum Break as a cover shooter when it wasn't one. Right. So they just got rid of a cover system. Like you can stand behind stuff, but you're not going to hide behind yeah. it. Yeah. And the only way to get health back is by shooting enemies. Okay. So you've got this sense of like you've got to be going the whole time and like searching for people to kill. Mm. Um, which is really exciting because it just forces you into a completely yeah. different mindset. It's a lot more frantic than any Remedy game I've played. Yeah. And that also makes it much harder than any Remedy game I've it's ever played. It's really tough. It's tough. It's like the main, we played a lot of the main missions uh, and they weren't as tough. So that's good. The main story campaign you can get through without really running into well as far as we've seen well, we're only first, about halfway the through the first boss is hard yeah um, but, but it teaches it's you it's a necessary learning curve I think yeah exactly it's kind of going like if you can't deal with this don't bother right <laughs> um, and it's not we're not talking like you can work out difficult. no you can work right. out all you need to do is oh I will need to use cover sometimes it's more up puzzly. to that point you haven't need to really worry about evading you can just walk through enemies. yeah I'd say it's more yeah. about the evading that you need yeah. to get get to grips with but then so you've got this sense of the main story is like doable and then but it's built for the first time it's not just a linear narrative game from remedy it's a 
like a metroidvania basically so right. it's six floors of this building that we know of and you can get the elevator between them go explore any of them in mostly any order and then certain bits will be blocked off until you've done other bits. Right, right. But that means there are side missions, there's timed events, there's like Destiny-style bounties. Mm. Yeah. So you're kind of working your way around this place, building your powers. Like the powers are all tied to side quests, so you've got to go and find those to get that. Um, and the side quests are where it really can get tough. Like there's some one or two bosses we encountered. There's one that we just it was struggled on hard. It was Mainly incredible. because I think... <laughs> we didn't have the necessary ability at that point to defeat it so we would have to are come back later in the game. Are you talking about in-game ability or are you talking about your own personal Maybe ability? both. Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> right. uh, I was okay, Al. Give us a break. You are. I'm not saying you aren't. I was just come trying on. to... I was, clarification, Simon. I'm uh, shite. <laughs> don't, I don't like it when you let yourself down like that. I did let myself down. <laughs> um, but there was one... Yeah, there was one boss I actually entered a room. I saw it, tried defeating it. It got me quickly and I just walked away because I'm like, I can't do this yet. Coming back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... I find that really nice like this yeah. feeling of like oh there are these things living in this place that are going to be better than me and yeah. I have to I have to work to beat them I've never had that in a remedy game before and these are they are making what amounts to like a proper action game now this idea that like you have to work within the confines of the game to get better at it yeah. it's not just they want to tell you a story so they let you through it mm. which I really like i really appreciate and it has a lot of like non-linear storytelling stuff as well so their, their big concept with building it was we don't want to just tell a story we want to build a world so the first thing they did was what's the federal bureau of control what's this building the oldest house it's called and then what's its stories inside it right. and they came up with tons and some of those things are like law pickups so some things are tied to real life so uh what was the one we could like um the, so the sonic attack at the Cuban embassy. Oh, um. oh, the US embassy in Cuba, which is a real life event. Someone used a sonic weapon. Oh, not, on... not the hedgehog. No, not <laughs> no, the hedgehog. No, no, no. Someone used a That's sonic weapon the at the US embassy in real life. Um, but then we found documents in this place that are like, lol, we told the public it was sonic. It was a sonic attack, but actually it was like it a was break sonic in the hedgehog. It was sonic <laughs> the hedgehog. It was like a break in reality where everyone started being right. sick and going mad. And you I like those little bits where it's like yeah, yeah. creeping into those our world. Really yeah, it is a very like high octane action game, but there are these quieter moments that I enjoy. There are puzzles which aren't overly challenging, but they do make you give you a bit of pause. I think for they're thought. more challenging than you're saying they are. You, were, you, when we came out, you were like they're not that bad. They took us quite a while. Like, yeah. I mean, by puzzle game stand, maybe they're not hard. Yeah, it's not for action games. Yeah, yeah, they'll give you pause for thought, but. I enjoyed those and there's like bits where yeah you're just kind of looking there's a lot of environmental storytelling there's lots of little just buttons to press especially in that research lab lots of oh, little yeah. buttons to press yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just like, like inside a lab so okay. like you can just like a little like waving cat it's just a nice little touch okay. so, so, like like a, so that's it it's not like a police station it's a research unit so right. you're like walking around yeah. there's scientific experiments it's weird, going yeah, on it's almost like half a museum as well it's it's, it's just a it's, really cool place to it's, be. In. It's an amazing like game world, and it, it has this effect of you can turn a corner and you can be somewhere else. Mm, yeah, and there's like a haunted light switch that takes you to a motel in the middle of a and, plane of existence that doesn't exist, and all, all this stupid like it should be silly, but yeah. because it's placed in such a serious context, you're kind of like, oh, it's actually like, right. it's a little bit spooky, it's a little bit funny. Yeah. Like, it's just and really in amongst nice. it all, you found love. With what? a creature called the clog. Oh, I love the clog. There's a there's a bit where so the clog. Part, yeah, part of this um, 
part of the, the game centers around the mystery of like this Finnish janitor called Ahti and you meet him and he what? thinks yeah, I know it's bad right? that bit is very Twin Peaks <laughs> it's like. so Twin Peaks and that, yeah there's this guy he speaks sometimes in Finnish and sometimes in English and he thinks you're there to be his assistant right and it, I can't tell clear whether the he's, I can't tell if he's just comic oh, relief or if no, there's he's something got a big spooky part with to this. Yeah, um, he's got something involved. And one of hit the missions early on is like, oh, you've got to go and clear a clog in the maintenance pipes, and it's it turns out it's just a giant fucking really shit monster. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to shoot it up. You've got to just shoot this big shit monster. It's like it's the biggest. That is weird. It's the biggest shit monster since Conker's Bad Fur but, Day. Does it look like a big turd? It's, uh, like it's a bit a, more slime. It's, it's a bit like a more wall of turd. <laughs> right. Yeah, with like little nodes on it, that like you little can shoot. slug-like eye yeah. tentacles, little like things. pus balls you can shoot. Ooh. It's so weird. You I fell love, in love it. <laughs> I love the clog. Well, it's so I've never played a remedy game. What? I've never played any of the Max Payne's, any of Alan Wake, or and oh, so, so good. But this feels like a good combination of interesting story and setting and decent mechanics. Mm. Yeah, because if it was like well, just one or the other. Mm. But two, they're together. Yeah, I think it sounds nice. I, I think it has the potential to be really, really interesting. And like, yeah. so we, I think we got about halfway through the story, but mm-hmm. missed quite a lot of side quests. Yep. and that was about eight hours. We were left on quite the cliffhanger. We were but, left on a real big cliffhanger because we, yeah, where we got to, I'm obviously not going to say what it is, yeah. but we got to a point where it was like, oh, I thought this kind of moment was going to be much closer to the end of the game, right? Which has that nice effect of making you go, well, what the fuck is the rest of this yeah. game then? Um, so that's going to be quite exciting. Unless they just bullshit to you and you literally were at the end of the game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's always possible. Yeah. Uh, Suckers. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. And it's really not far away. It's the end of August. Yeah, it's, like, it's really Just close. after Gamescom. It's what? just after Gamescom, taking the week off after Gamescom. And that's um, going to be Looking forward to treat. us going further into the shaft of uh, control throughout yeah. the month. Oh, Down right. the shaft. Down, yeah. Do you go in, into a shaft? I don't know. You we, do it for <laughs> you, I do. You, you do. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're doing. Sounding. I sound myself. Okay. Um, We've been spending too much time together. Yeah. Um, we, but well, you got more to say? Have you I just want to say... Keep in, keep on IGN, whatever we say. Keep it locked. Keep on IGN, keep on IGN for more. But we, yeah, we've got a lot to say and a lot mm. to show. We've got a lot control. of new gameplay exclusive. Mm. Um, it's very exciting, and you'll get to see that monster that kicked our fucking ass for ages. Yeah. Do we so. see the shit monster? He's in uh, the he's preview, preview briefly. Oh, the, the clog's clog. in there. I can show you extended look at the clog later if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got an offer that I particularly like the sound of. Follow me into the fire escape. <laughs> Joe, not only did we go to Finland together two weeks ago. Three yeah. weeks ago? When was that? Some time ago. We also last week, last week, yeah. oh, lost my track God, of time completely, <laughs> went to Hamburg, Hamburg. Germany. <laughs> yes, we did. What did we do there? We saw Man of Medan, which Ooh. is a part of the Dark Pictures anthology. The creators of Until Dawn, Supermassive. Yeah. It's Supermassive. I always get Supermassive and Supergiant. No, it's Supermassive. Supermassive may have made another choice-based horror game, Joe. Yes, and we saw the first hour and a half. We did. Let me tell you. It's a four to five hour game, so we've seen about a third of it. And uh, what we saw, not a lot happens in it. <laughs> no, I, I was... It's sad to say, because I really enjoy Until Dawn. Yeah. But I... I I was a little underwhelmed by Man on Medan. I, I will say, alternative opinions exist. Yes. It seems like much of Lo- the industry thinks this is very, very exciting and very good. Uh, Lucy, who did the preview for us, she liked, liked it. it a lot more than us. Yeah. So the big new thing is that this... So it's an anthology series. They're planning eight, we believe, games in yeah, the series at the moment. Yeah, they said they're planning eight. 
each in a different subgenre of horror, mm-hmm. mixing some together. But the big thing, their new hook is it's co-op, whereas Until Dawn was a solely single-player game. Yep. This is now co-op. You can play two-player online co-op with a friend. There's no matchmaking, so you have to play it with a friend. Yeah, right. And you can play two to five player couch co-op, where you which, each pick a character yeah. and then play those. Which is actually oh, like when when that chapter yeah. starts. Yeah. Right, gotcha. And they call it movie night, isn't movie it? Movie night, night. Yeah. Which is a long movie, four or five hours. Which is based. It's based. Also, it takes much longer when multiple people yeah. are doing it. Um, but it's and also that, based on how they saw people playing Until Dawn on streams. So right. they kept seeing people playing Until Dawn as a multiplayer game right. without any multiplayer functionality. And they were like, we can just do that. Yeah. So yeah. it has that functionality and then it adds a nice little thing, which is at the end of every chapter, every player's given a sort of golden eye style gotcha. award yeah. where it's like, you were the best lover. And I think, <laughs> um, well, always win that one, aren't I? Nope. Uh, no, if only. Um... Well, I've lost track of things about other things. Uh, Too sad. Yeah. So what subgenre is this one? Then? This is, Al, let me put this in your mind. Imagine home invasion crossed with nautical horror. Okay. What and image does that put in your mind? Man of Medan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. what you're getting. You're getting Captain Phillips with zombies. Yeah, actually. Is it zombies? <sighs> there are zombies it, on the boat. Right. Uh, but so our On a different half, boat to the boat we're it. on. Uh, so okay. the, it starts with five young bucks... And buckets, um, buckets, yeah, buckets. Uh, getting on like a kind of trawler, the Duke of Milan, the, the Duke of Milan, right? Where they're going out to do a dive to what they think is a crashed World War Two bomber mm. that's never been found, right? Because um, they're like young rich people who are inexplicably well, master one of, divers. One of them who is. Like I, sp- I consider I consider him the main character. He yep. is a medic student, but also a top diver. It's really strange. Um, <laughs> and they go out. They find something in this bomber. Yeah. And then, whilst that's happening, some like piratey type guys uh, start harassing them. Mm. And then there's a sort of home invasion section. This is all the yeah. start of right. the game, by the way. This yeah. isn't. But the pirates aren't zombies. And then we're thinking no. it turns okay. into some sort of hunt for Manchurian gold. Yeah. Right. Um, and then. They end up on the titular Man of Medan, which is a World War Two boat. Mm. That and that's where you the see true the prologue horror begins. We reckon. Yeah, but we didn't see that. Oh, you didn't no. see that. We just saw the bit on the Duke of Milan, oh. never the Man of Medan. Yeah, um, I've, I've, that's not confusing, <laughs> is no, it? <laughs> I played the bit on the Man of Medan at it, Gamescom last year. Yeah, right. Uh, which you were I more positive about that, weren't you? Much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that feels like that's the that's the meat of the game. Exactly. Yes. Mm. But so it, if it seems. Uh, I can I understand think- why they started you there, hmm. but yeah. without giving you that additional context... I think context, there's a lot more... So they're trying to get over the thing that you can build a character more in this one than you could in Until Dawn. They've got and there's like, a lot more character building in that first they've chunk. They've got like, relationship stats and traits, traits that you can earn. and So I think there's this idea that a lot of the choices are done sort of invisibly based on... Right. Not just choices you've made to, you know, left yes, or right, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like... Yeah. Mm. choices that your character has made and what kind of person you've turned them but into. that's why right. the movie night mode is more appealing to me. So at the start of that, you pick however many people play and you pick a certain amount of characters that you stick with the whole time. So if yep. there's five of you, you pick one each. If there's two of you, I suppose someone has three and someone has two. And right. you stick with so them through the whole game. the fixed five. Yeah, yeah. Yep. but in the online co-op one, it switches you between characters. So I could be Alex, one of the characters called Alex. I could be him in one scene. Then... In the I'm next Alex scene, Joe could be Alex. Oh. So I've built a character for half an hour, built his traits up, how I think he should react to things. Then and Joe then could come in over. and act completely opposite. 
So it's just this That's a bit weird, weird. It's, a, it's an odd character. choice because they, they purposely have this thing where it's like if you, you choose at the start of co-op, which we yeah. didn't get to, but it's kind of chosen for us, you choose like path one or path two, yeah. and that's your thing. So if you're on path one, everyone who plays path one will play the same characters in the same points. Right, right. But those characters can be the ones that path two are playing as well. So it, it kind of breaks this idea of role-playing. Yeah. Okay. Um, what the co-op mode does that I think is way better, and we unfortunately didn't see much of, is there are moments where it's just like you're doing two different things at different times. And honestly, I thought that was just kind of dull. Like There's a bit where you went diving, and I was just stuck on the boat looking at things. Yeah, and you d- had no idea what I was doing, because we weren't on comms either. I was going to say, like, so, like, you could you, play it on part yeah. of chat, but I, I actually think it kind of defeats the object a bit, yeah. because you're meant to be not knowing what's going on. There needs but, to be mystery around what the other person is doing. But unfortunately, that creates moments where one player is doing something way more interesting than the other person. Right. Yeah. The bits I really liked were when you're forced to do things together. Yeah. And so that's when the lack of communication really works, because yeah. one person... You, it might say, Like, the one they showed us before we started was, like, uh, two people... Do they want to push this box up against a door to block something yep. from getting in, yep. or do they run away? Yeah, and only it only pushes if two people push it. Right. It's basically golden balls with Jasper Carrot, um, <laughs> and in this, one person pushed and didn't move because the other one had fucked off. Do you think that's on the design doc when they first started? Just Jasper a Carrot. big picture of Jasper yeah. Carrot. I would hope so. It was like the thing where we had to push a window open to escape the back of this boat, and. We- both of us were about to push on it to open it quietly on the beat of some thunder. So we had to wait seven Ooh, seconds to do it. Like that? Yeah. Joe yeah. was waiting seven seconds. I did it after two. <laughs> so, so in the footage, he didn't Classic. pay any Premature attention. Premature He didn't pay any attention to the, the cutscene where they sp- said, wait seven seconds, we'll do it there. <laughs> I was very so distracted. He goes to this thing, as soon as the prompt to push it comes up, he's just like, his character just goes, <laughs> and smashes his window. It is very funny. Well, I was distracted. We, were on, we should mention we were playing this below deck on like an old German trawler boat on a tributary of the Elba <laughs> yeah um, yeah and I'm so sorry though, distracted by the surroundings those are the moments where co-op shines for me yes. where it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can work, help or hinder each other and that creates the moments mm. of tension and interest but they're just they were like two for us yeah. and right. above really all weird. I just hope it gets scary yes me too because well it, it I, sounds like it wasn't you weren't shown that bit yeah. maybe that was just like building tension but, but like, we did so, see a good third of it yeah I don't yeah. want to I don't want to get too inside baseball but there was it was an odd thing where it was like we've chosen to show you the first hour and a half of the game because we don't want to get spoilers out there yep it was like you've made us sign embargoes yeah like we wouldn't be able to tell anyone if you didn't want us to yes yeah, you yeah. Could, so show you us could... a good bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was that's really fair. it was an odd choice from them mm. and I think it. well we came out thinking like oh that's kind of harmed it a little bit everyone seems to love it mm. um, I think certainly from how you've described it it has potential to be really interesting exactly but obviously based on what you've seen you can only go on that that's the problem no. it's like it's not that the idea is bad it's yeah. that the execution is wasn't there when we saw it yeah. Yeah. and I really hope that the main game ramps it up a bit yeah. makes that a bit more because the fun yeah. yeah the fundamental game is still like still until dawn at its core and that yeah appeals to me it's just I think maybe maybe it's just this particular one is not for me whereas future ones and if it's more of like a haunted house one then I'll be more into it, it as a yeah, setting yeah, yeah. so if you don't if you don't know they're doing yeah this is yeah. the start of eight games that are going to be completely different barring a, a Twilight Zone style narrator right. who appears yeah. in every single one um, like it's, it's ambitious Ac- exactly mm. like I'd love to try out the, the kind of couch cult version here 
Yes, you like. yeah. that's it. Really I think movie night would be a really fun thing to do, yeah. except for that opening mm. section, which is very long. Do you know what yeah. was a fun thing to do, though? Yeah. On the boat, Joe. Yes. We encountered actual zombies. Real life zombies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a short <laughs> horror experience in the bowels of the boat. We recorded, um, well, I've cut it down to about 10 minutes because yeah. a lot of it was just like scuffling around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, you're going to get to listen to it now. It starts off with a little bit of a, a puzzle we had to encounter, they, which was we weren't very good. They at had it. a sort of escape room section, and it became quickly apparent to us and the person that who had we to help are us. <laughs> We're fucking idiots. <laughs> so you get to hear a bit of that, and then you'll get to meet our friend, the mysterious Fabian. <laughs> I don't trust Fabian. So enjoy that. Roll the tape. Party. We're about to enter a, a horror experience of well, some kind. Their contacts were on a boat in Hamburg on a tributary of the Elbe. It's going to be a geographical context. I wish you could say tributary of the Elbe correctly. I just did. Were you? No. Tributary. What's that? Tributary. 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 Tributary of the Elbe. Yeah. What? Are you worried? No, I just. You're acting cool, which means you're worried. <laughs> I haven't been through many horrors in life, so it's just new for me. Yeah, you have been sheltered. I've, had char- I've, I've lived a charmed life <laughs> up until this point. I could die. If this is the last recording of me... <laughs> I'll be so sad. <laughs> would, you, would you still... I, I want you to... Oh my goodness, I want you to put it in the podcast. I did, I this would be your obituary. We'd yeah. do it as a, uh, we'll do a I've YouTube a obituary time. and we'll play this with... Nice. Black and white pictures of you. <laughs> Imagine whenever anything jump scares me, I'll just go, oh Jesus, and then laugh really nervously. Usually my response is to try and diffuse it with by that. just going, hello! <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'll hear that at least once. Absolutely, after you. Stephanie is waiting for you somewhere. Okay. Oh, where's she gone? The first shock is finding Don't someone. Don't go too far too soon. All right. I'm just going to close the door behind you. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. We've entered oh, no. a spooky okay, corridor. Try the door. Oh, I, I don't know. They told us. Hello. Hello. Hey, Steph. I've been locked in. Oh, right. That's it. There should be a keyboard somewhere on here. Yeah, there's yeah. a code. There's a code? Yeah. Well, there's a knock with the code. We need the code. Yeah, let's go in here. Yeah, be a bit okay. fun. So there's definitely a zombie next door. This just says oh. clock, but without the C. Lock! Oh, there's some graffiti on here that just says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this says, what time is it? Does anyone know what the time is? Oh, uh, the pocket watch. Oh, there. nice. The there's some distasteful things written in German on that. <laughs> uh, we found a pocket watch. Sorry, Steph, it turns out we're shit. Oh, I think we might need to go in a different cabin. Yeah, two more pocket watches. Did you just walk up here? A dude? Yeah, someone walking around in here. Oh, brilliant. Oh, we've got more clues. This one says, time is the key, which obviously means more pocket watches. That's got too many cobwebs on to be a real clue. No, it's just crystals and shells in that box. Is there going to be a human in that? Uh, No. Sounds like the true horror is our. That's some. That's two. That's one sock. I'm going to use mirrors. Oi! If there is anyone in here, f off. (laughs) Oh, there's a shit in a bowl in here. Oh, not again! I'm sorry. I found a watch. I came in here earlier. Yellow. Yellow. What's the number? The time. Uh, The time is half past three. 
There's a shit in a bowl. I didn't do oh, it. Someone's messed with the pocket watches. I'm sure someone's screaming. I'm there. saying ghosts. I'm going ghosts. Ghosts are messed with it. Oh, oh no. that's good. Yeah. It's a seven. I feel like oh we are redundant. I feel like we're <laughs> oh, bad yeah. at this game. <laughs> oh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right. Why are we Be careful, going down? You need to go through here. Why can't we just go back that way? That was safe. We and I'm going first, am I? You first. Yeah, so oh, you're first. Fuck yeah, no. I'm coming with you. Are you? I am. <laughs> I'm not getting risk getting locked in there. Okay, again. we're in the bowels of the ship. Oh, it does smell like that as well. Oh. Oh. Hello. Okay, there's hello. at least. Oh, there's someone down there. There's an army man. Hello. Hello, hello. 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 Ah, hello. I'm in a Hello, yeah, good job. Are you from Germany? First of all, hi, my name is Fabian. I'm oh, Emily okay. down here. Oh, yeah. And I will talk a little bit of you. It's a privilege that you are down here. Normally, this is off limits for any person that is not working. How many people have died down here? Uh, I don't know. Mm. And the ship was built in 1964. It's a little bit oh. old in east of Germany, but naya, the old lady is working till today. That sounds like a signal. Yeah. There we go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's the light. <laughs> Okay. Um, I bring you in our emergency control room. Okay. Don't touch any buttons. This is all a real ship, okay. and we don't want you to uh, electrocute it. I won't touch anything. Uh, here you are safe. Why are we this is a fireproof chamber. Okay. We've been locked in. Well, what? what? Are you locking us in? No. Oh, I thought you were my friend. friend. Yes. Uh, if I uh, fuck up and it starts to burn, don't uh, panic. This is a fireproof chamber. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> Why was that? That was so aggressive. <laughs> I don't feel like this I've guy only, has our best interests in heart. I've only had pleasant experience of Germans, and now, at, now at he's the very least, there's only one entry and exit. <laughs> point there, there is also a large hammer. Because <laughs> yeah. wow. we're definitely going to need a hammer. Well, okay. look, <laughs> I just feel like I'd be safer with a hammer than without one. <laughs> and there are definitely oh, World War II army men who I don't think wanted me to see them because as soon as I did, they ran away. <laughs> There are people sort of lurking in there. Are you finding the, the World War II army now? There was one in the fog, oh. and I think we were meant to be scared by him, but there was one downstairs who looked at me and then ran away. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Don't give me a hug. Well, you're too far away. Oh. This is not how I thought my day would go. The light's gone you know off. No, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, time. look, it's the uh, lady. Oh. There's a sailor woman doing some sort of sexy dance. Oh, oh, she's I'm going to keep an eye on the other window. Yeah. I've seen oh, her on a poster. I think she's distracting us from the people that are yeah. going to come behind us. She <laughs> wants you to do something. I don't she wants me to shake my chest. I think you she wants you to copy her. I'm, I'm not Please do, do Cardi. <laughs> do it! Please! Oh. Save us! Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, there's a zombie version. There's a zombie version of the same woman oh, at the door. That's a very good effect. That's a very good effect. Don't unlock oh. the door. Oh, God. Hello. How do we. Is the Where's boat? the nice one gone? Is the boat moving? Is the boat moving? It, it sounds like it. <laughs> oh, she's, oh, oh my god. This is very... Oh my god! This it's is good to be quite fair. something. Okay. God, if she just comes in... <gasps> I'd still give her a hug. He's walking away. Hello. Oh, okay. <gasps> is that our mate? Fabian, you prick. <laughs> This is all because she didn't do the dance. Oh. If you dabbed, we'd be fine. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if there was a dab, uh, we would have been saved. 
Classic um, Cardi, not Dabby. If he comes around the side of that obstacle and he's a ghost, Fabian, I will <laughs> freak out. He's so smug, look at well, him. <laughs> I found the plug. Oh, great. Oh, great. Yeah, good with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. No ghosts, it's, it's not a haunted ship. Definitely can't see a ghost already. Okay. Cardi, he's the antagonist. I don't like it. Look, if I have okay. Fabian, I will. Watch the steps. I also watch Fabian because I don't really don't like We may have to kill him. Oh, there's another person down there. Where? Hey, Spooky. Oh, dear. Hello. There's, there's a World War II zombie down below us. Oh, watch this step. It was a, it was a terrible time in everyone's history. I genuinely think this step might be more dangerous than the zombies. I'm fully convinced someone's going to come up behind me. Okay, we are walking past a World War II zombie. You can hear it now. Thank you for your service. I'm sorry this has happened to you. He's coming up the oh, stairs. We're Thank safe. you. We made it out. <sighs> Thank you. I didn't have to kill anyone. Uh, not a hammer was used. Oh. And that was that. Uh, nice one. Well, we survived. Yeah. Uh, Post mortem. Uh, They're dead. <laughs> the thing that will linger me most is the smell of dead flesh. Flesh, engine oil. Yep. And the fact that we're shit at puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad we had to be helped. Yes. From Hamburg, signing off. Joe and Cardi. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was spooky, wasn't it? <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, I They've Germany. just heard it. They know it's yeah. not spooky. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't a mess. It was a bit of a mess. Uh, um, but in a fun way. Yeah. I like the bit where we all scream. Mm. There's only one bit where we all well, From one two-player co-op game to another, uh-huh. Gunfight, the new multiplayer mode for Call of Duty that was just revealed yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Looks I, good. I'm into that. I've, I've had thoughts about the current, the upcoming Modern Warfare campaign. Yeah. But this multiplayer looks up my alley because it looks like, it basically looks like they've condensed the last 30, 40, 40 seconds, isn't it? Of yes, a secure round. area siege match yeah. and yeah. put it... In, in the smallest game. little space yeah. ever. Um, so like, I read Ryan's preview and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I saw the footage, which, bar the slightly annoying people playing it, <laughs> uh, I thought it seemed really interesting. The fact that the guns are cycled each time, so yeah. you can go from like a, a assault rifle to pistols to throwing knives to rocket launchers, and it yeah. changes so it's each it's time. it's two on two in a very small map. Yeah. Each round is 40 seconds long, and it's just... Two on one side, you start. Two on the other side of the room, you start. And you can see them yeah, right you can where see you from start. The beginning. From yes. the beginning. Okay. Yeah. And it randomizes your weapon loadout every time, but everyone has the same weapons every time. So right. everyone's got the same. So, so you're on like, an equal playing field. No perks or anything. So it's just pure is it kind of, of like, gameplay. Sort of like mis- not Mystery Hero. 
But it's it's almost like, like gun a, game, but there's only ever one gun. A bit like that. It's a bit like a Overwatch 3v3 elimination, but it's 2v2 and everyone's the same character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And no just, special it, abilities it's, or anything like that. It's just a two-on-two two shootout. You can't recover health. And yeah, it basically, after 40 seconds, there's a flag that appears in the middle of the map and you have to capture it for three oh, seconds. Oh, so that's yeah. where it's like yeah, elimination. Yeah. There... I've never have I really from watching it so far have I seen it get to that point no, where it seems like, like cause you'll yeah. die it's, you yeah. will it's die it's quite like Siege in that you know you get a couple of hits and you're dead so mm, it's yeah. quite unforgiving in that respect as well mm. but I just it just felt fast and really interesting yeah um, and like after it. all of the Battle Royale stuff which I think has its place it's nice to have something different yeah. To, yeah. to play around with and again like in terms of mechanics you mentioned Apex Obviously, we've not played it, but it feels like it's got that classic Call of Duty feel to it, like really mm. fast, very twitchy. It, it well, it's good. nice that Call of Duty kind of recognises that, to me, it's best as a small scale. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's that feeling of almost old school arena shooting yeah. in a way, like yes. that element yeah, yeah, yeah. of it's just speed and skill and yeah. there's very little... Yeah tactical thinking I haven't witnessed yeah. yet but I am excited about the fact you can uh, reload while aiming down sights can you? Yeah. yes that's I don't because uh, up until that point did I ever think oh yeah you can't do that yeah but uh, but actually, I get why you, you can't yeah in real yeah, life I, that's actually very hard to do yeah. it's like yeah. mm, okay. well, I <laughs> <an> amazing <laughs> operator maybe yeah. maybe you just mm. knock out the magazine and then mm. yeah. but yeah just thought gunfight looks good I'll give it a bash I'll probably be rubbish because Long gone are the days where I'm good at Call of Duty, uh, if I was ever. But I think, like, in the same way, hopefully, like, you know, when Apex started, hmm. it was relatively even in terms of the playing field. So maybe we'll have some joy at the beginning and then realise that we're properly outclassed. Maybe. I got very excited listening to Matt talk about Apex Legends' new thing yeah, last week because I didn't realise the ranked last couple thing of days. had happened. So mm. that levelling the playing feels, field I don't really know if it's nice. just yeah. a placebo effect, but yeah, I've been doing a lot better the last few days I've been mm. playing, like... Annoyingly, got like second and third, what four games oh, in a row. Oh no! Oh, no. So <laughs> annoying. Um, but yes, I like the. We've already talked about Apex last week, but yeah, I'm yeah. really enjoying the season. And yeah, basically, I'm just looking forward to shooting things a lot. You do like doing that. I do enjoy that. Uh, Here sorry. he goes. I just saw. I just saw his crest fall because uh, he couldn't uh, find a segue. I just remembered I had to talk about something else. A light went off in your eyes. Yeah. You know what else we're talking about? Uh, yeah, the, the switch. switch light. A light switch. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Well, if you Google it, pretty much every shopping result that comes up is a light switch. Really? Yes. They even though it. they spell like, are people spending? <laughs> well, I light assume like it's. That? I don't think it's because um, pre-orders have gone up yet. Mm. So I would imagine when pre-orders are alive for it, mm. maybe that will change. But, but right now, you can get a light switch from Screwfix, and that's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it is it's a lot cheaper. cheaper. Can you play fun. the upcoming <laughs> Pokemon games on it? Uh, maybe if you did some kind of homebrew you'd be able to see, but I don't think so <laughs> that would be quite cool the Switch Lite yes is a handheld only version of the Switch mm -hmm. yes therefore is it really a Switch is the question yeah because you can't switch it um I actually played my dock last night. I played my dock I played, yeah. uh, played my Switch dock so that could have gone even worse uh a lot last night <laughs> well, why the fuck are you hosting this week if you're this uh, broken? God, my brain's broken. No, um, so like so I barely. I don't think the switch light is for me. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think that there is an, uh, uh, a group of people who it is for. Yeah, yeah namely I, I agree. my younger children. Exactly. Yeah. But I will say that it would have to be in addition to the normal switch because so we play like Just Dance. Well, Scarlet plays Just Dance a lot, which you wouldn't be able to do that. 
uh, on the Switch Lite. Mm -hmm. Well, you you wouldn't have the Joy Cons. You wouldn't no. be able to put it there. Well, and there's no Labo, which is very kid centric. Uh, yeah, but I don't um, think it's done well enough for them to. Get. I, I, I like say, general. Like, I don't mind Labo. I like Stand Labo. Up on Labo. I just don't think it's done very well. Nah. I like with two kids it's too complicated for my two it's, kids it's bulky as fuck as well yeah. like, you just look at our studio it's full of yeah. fucking labo I've made and my my kids definitely don't have the patience to sit for an hour and a half building a cardboard box which then they play that as like can we, can we just play the games like, yeah yeah that's fair enough mm. so and then what's the other the multiplayer Mario game with party like mini games is a party yeah maybe mm. like again we play that together mm -hmm. is that the one the, the kind of inflatable raft game where yeah, well, play. it's like just it's I a board it game with mini. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Mario Party. Yeah. And uh, so again, couldn't play that. Yeah. But in terms for me, like if it was just Zelda, which I pretty much exclusively played mm -hmm. handheld, mm -hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. I I do want like this is actually a question I haven't seen answered anywhere. Can you use because obviously the Joy Cons are now attached yes. on it. Yeah. I think you can add can additional use, ones for more. But can you use them as? separate Joy-Cons on a different Switch to play multiplayer. Because that's what I, th I said to Dale, like, if you're playing, I don't know, four-player Mario Kart, and you've got your normal Switch there with two people playing on Joy-Cons, can you use that to connect to that? Yeah. Just as controllers? You must be able don't know. to. Don't know. They must have thought of that, because otherwise... Because like you say, for so many people, it's going to be like a mm. second Switch in the yes. household, a cheaper, yeah. easier one. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. The thing is, it's not that much cheaper. No, it's, it's still not. 200 but it will, pounds, but it, it will go down. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's the 2DS effect basically, mm -hmm. where they just they release it. It's quite expensive for what it is, but it is cheaper. And yeah. then at some point, it'll just drop and drop and drop. I know 2DS was. I like the colors much, much I'll give it that. I like the colors. I don't think they're as exciting. No, I it's think, not going to make me want to buy one. I think the gray is when I've already pretty, got one. Part like the turquoise, I'll go for that. Yeah. all day. I like the yellow. Part yeah. of the Switch's appeal to me is that these colours are fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that they aren't as weird on this. Mm. Also, just do the fucking purple and orange GameCube colours, for God's sake. Yeah. Get on with just it. Just do it. Um, so you might, what, are you saying you might get one for your kids? or? Well, I would rather they played with that than with my Switch, put it that yes, way. That's fair. <laughs> but like you say, it's it's not an impulse purchase at 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's got to be a considered thing. I wish that the battery life was a little bit longer. Yeah, that's is it meant to be twenty better? to thirty. What it is, but longer. like thirty minutes oh, okay. longer. Mm. Oh, right. In worst case scenario, which yeah. to me, I, I don't think I ever got much more than well, two so and a half hours out of it. Two and a half or three was the the general yeah. level. Yeah, for, so uh, length so that's Zelda. so this is three at base. So you're probably looking at three yeah, to three and a half. Depends what you're yeah. playing. I tell you, Jesse, absolutely furious that you can't adjust the brightness on it. Really? Yeah, I don't I think I ever changed the brightness on my. Yeah. I've changed. Have the you? brightness a lot. It is a mad thing. Sensor is weird. It is a mad thing that you can't change that. But it's unless a weird it's super bright all out. the time. But then, yeah, that just affects battery life, doesn't it? Well, but if the, maybe that's why. Maybe it's three hours, mm. even with brightness up to max. Mm. Just to burn also, your eyes. Also, no out. HD rumble. Can't take those Joy Cons. What am I supposed to stick up my ass now? I know it's impossible, isn't it? I know, but you it's wouldn't difficult. be able to touch it anyway. You'd have to put the whole thing up there. Yeah, is that what you're looking for? I don't know. Are, we, ba are we back to this? Are we back to the Is control? Is there any so rumble whatsoever? No, no HD rumble. Oh. Uh, if you can hear people singing happy birthday badly, yeah. that's just because someone's doing that outside. Yeah. I always <laughs> think this room's soundproof, and then I realise, yeah. nope. Until people start <laughs> yeah. cheering. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's fairly soundproof. It's all right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so the, 
In summary, the Switch Lite might be for children. Well, that's it. If you're one of those people who's like, what is this for? It's not for me. It's because it's not for you. Yeah. Stop yeah, it. And that's okay. okay. I've seen a lot of complaining about this. Yeah. <laughs> it strikes me as very um, stupid. Al, can you see your kids getting into Fire Emblem the Free Houses? <laughs> Having looked over Joe's shoulder... <laughs> Absolutely no way. <laughs> oh my god. I can see you getting into no, it. Like, even reading your preview, I was like, this is bonkers and I'll never ever play this game. That's fair. I'm not letting my kids near it. If Joe likes it, yeah, probably absolute. There I is. don't even want to go there. Have you I got kids? Uh, no. Oh. I won't lie. Theoretically. In one of the first cutscenes in this game, there is an egregious shot of some anime boobs in a way that I was not expecting <laughs> from Fire Emblem. But yet, yeah, you were still so pleased to see him. That's no. what you said to me. No, not true. You're Unbelievable. Rude. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is a game that I've been looking forward to for a very long time indeed. Uh, I've just done the preview. It's gone up today, mm. Friday, the, <laughs> the 13th of July? 12th. 12th of July. 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's very odd. So I, I got into Fire Emblem, I think, like a lot of the Western world who did, um, with Awakening on 3DS, which was six or seven years ago. Um and that was a game that was like the classic Fire Emblem, which is a tactics game based on using individual heroes yep. that can die permanently if you're playing properly. Uh, and they also introduced this big sort of relationship system. So the, the fun thing with that game was you could pair up your units. Over time, they got to like each other more. There'd be little cutscenes. It kind of had a sort of Animal crossing vibe of like trying it's to the thing, find like, it. I never played it, but I was interested because it did seem to have that sort of persona side to it. Yeah, so there's a sense of like your you're pairing up your favourite people and kind of going like, oh, maybe they'll fall in love. Like, like you have like the a, latest a, Total War has been doing, which I a little do bit, yeah. keep trying to actually want to have a go at. There's, so there's a little sort of um, role-playing-y sort of aspect to it. And in that game, the big feature was halfway through, the game stops, it skips time, and then all your heroes have had children and those children become your new heroes, which was a really cool thing because right. they'd be randomised based... Well, not mm-hmm. randomised, they'd be created generated based on the couples that you created, yeah. which I think was great. Um, this is working to both those principles still, except, A, it looks really different. So they've got rid of, like, tiled battlefields, and now they look like sort of smooth, like, RTS-style battlefields, except when you hover over a character, it's like, oh, it's actually made of tiles, you just yeah. can't tell, which is a really nice little graphical addition. Mm-hmm. But the battling's basically the same. Stuff outside of battle is now essentially Persona 5, so you are teaching in a school, you have a calendar, and you are working through that calendar, uh, like there's student birthdays and days off where you can choose oh to go like fishing and gardening. Tell me more, Joe, tell me more. Like creating, like, and it's that's- the opposite. Like, I, I'm literally going, Whoa! <laughs> and you're soaking it up. Yeah. Um, How about I do all these bits and you do all the battle bits, and would you play it co-op? Why? I like playing the game. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about no, me. I want to yeah. do those bits. You can do no. that. Yeah. Um, okay. And so you've got this sense of that's where you build all your relationships. That's where you do most of the story stuff. Like it tells its story through this like odd sort of Harry Potter persona thing. And core to this game is it's a continent with three different uh, like countries in it. And you can choose to lead the house that represents one of those countries. So that's very Harry Potter in that respect. And then we've been told at some point, I haven't reached this point and certainly not in the preview section, uh, that halfway through the game, those three countries go to war. And so your choice suddenly right. becomes a way bigger deal. They're not all mates at school anymore. It's like right. huge continent Tell me about problems. Claude Puel. Uh, well, yeah. So about the, what? The, Claude Puel. The, three, the, the best part of this game, to me, is that there are three houses. Two 
very Fire Emblem-y. There's the Adrestian Empire, yeah. and there's the Kingdom of Fargus. Right. The third one, the Leicester Alliance. <laughs> and it's led, led <laughs> by a man blue called Claude. As well. yeah. No, there you are. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, they're Lester, in their wake up. If you want to know, Leicester Alliance are the best because they're basically like socialists. And if you don't choose them, you're a fascist. That's my big shout. Uh, and it's just, it's just a really weird take on what Fire Emblem's become in the last half mm-hmm. a decade or so. I'm still, like I say this in my preview, I'm still not sure whether... Because I know you had very high hopes for this game. Well, I was super excited Could they for ever it. have reached what you thought well, it would be? I was be excited like. for um, the battling to be different. And it isn't, mm. fundamentally. I still love Fire Emblem's battles. It's just that I'd convinced myself something was going to be crazy about how they worked. Like, the only major difference, really, A, you can rewind time occasionally. So it kind of makes attacking a bit more improvisational. You're not too scared to take risks because you mm-hmm. can go, well, I've got a certain amount of times I can rewind if I make a you know total fucking mistake um the other thing being you can attach like battalions of people to your heroes which give you like extra buffs and extra abilities which is sort of like a secondary weapon which they've never done before and that's quite interesting but i'm not sure the persona stuff is as interesting as persona Mm -hmm. so when you play persona 5 which isn't a game i get on super well with but that's more because i don't like its battling you have this sense of like every event is tailored to the day you've done it. So if you talk to someone, it's like about that day or about what's going mm-hmm. on. Right. Whereas in this, it seems a lot more like, oh, well, today I'm going to learn a lance skill. And there's no there's no chat about why okay. you would have done that or why right. that's happened and given you that option. It's just yeah. like, I need to min-max this. Right. Yeah, it's very um, purposeful. Yeah, so it feels a bit less special, and I wonder if that's going to run out of steam. But if it changes massively halfway through, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my only worry is that it might get a bit dry. A okay. game where I was continually running out of steam was Steam World Quest, oh, the uh, nice. deck building card game for Switch, mm-hmm. which I finished two days ago actually. Wow. I enjoyed it. It's uh, I think we talked about Steam World Quest before when yeah. it first came out, but I'd recommend that game. It's fun. But the problem was it was never real really a challenge. It, it was a good it felt good and it looks really nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was never really hard. So I've moved on to Slay the Spire, another deck building game, but this one is definitely hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh if you don't know what Slay the Spire is, it's been out a while, but I've only just started playing it. It's on um It only came out on Switch recently. Yeah, it only came out on Switch recently. It's been I think it's been in early access for ages. Yeah. But um it's a roguelike card based game and God, it's hard. I, I've only played about two hours of it at right. this point, but I'm really enjoying it. And that's all I wanted to say is if you it played Steam World Quest and enjoyed it, get on Slay the Spire and vice versa. If you like Slay the Spire, because I've seen a lot of people say, I played Slay the Spire for a bit, but I just couldn't get very far in it. Maybe play Steam World Quest. It's, it's easier it's and an, it's got a story. It's a nice event. Right. It's got a story and it's just really nice to look at. So yeah. those okay. are my, that's my, that's the Cardi card game corner. Nice. Uh, Yes. You've been watching some television. <laughs> You're so bad at segues this week. No, I just, I just ended that more abruptly than I thought. You know? said, now it's... No. Nope. Look, we spent a lot of time that. in Germany recently, so you thought you'd dive back in. I love Germany, and that's why I'm watching Dark. Now, I know we talked about Dark a little bit last week, because uh, my friend Richard emailed in about it. Um, every time he emails in, I'm not on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I think it upsets him. So, hello, mate. Um, <laughs> Dark, I've been watching, so I love series one of dark yep. so did i it oh. ends on a point i think a lot of people will be coming to it now with the second series so i'm not going to spoil anything but 
the end of series one ends on a point that I was actually quite worried about because I thought it could go in a very yeah. Dark is a very serious. It's a it's a show that takes itself incredibly yes, seriously. Yes. Uh, and series one ends in a place where it could become not as serious. Um, and nope, <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It is. It's, <laughs> Have you been watching series two I've as well? Watched all of it. Yes. Have you? Oh. Yes. It's a. It's I need to get quite on that. A punishing watch. Yes. Mm. It's bleak. Um, and obviously, because you're watching it with subtitles, you've got to fully concentrate, which yeah, is sometimes yeah. hard on a commute. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm um, watching that at home because I thought very I was good. A, like, I remember series one being absolutely stunning it's to gorgeous. look at. Yeah. Series two has some uh, occasionally iffy CG, which is mm. sad. But, but yeah, I'm going to start seeing some only halfway through Stranger Things at the moment, mm. season three. I feel like I maybe should have done the other way around, just as a bit of light relief from dark. Yeah. Yeah. It is basically just. I know it's called dark. No pun intended. It's a dark Stranger Things. I, really, I had to I really. Think that's very unfair. <laughs> really? It's not like Stranger Things. It is. No, it's not. It's got well. It's got the eighties stuff. It's got heavy sci-fi elements. It's got. It's got a more group than the eighties stuff. I, just, I know. Yeah. I had to really concentrate while watching it. Yeah. Like, oh, like it's properly like and even probably three quarters of the way through, I was like, I'm starting to understand what's going on now. And for massive parts, mm. I was like. Well, it has that mad thing that a lot of narrative... I don't even know whether I want to say what kind it's hard. of narrative it's hard it is. It's hard to say without spoiling it. It has a thing that things in this genre often have, which is I don't know whether I've misunderstood this scene yeah. or whether this is a tease I'm not meant to understand yeah. yet. So yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah. I'll be watching and be like, wait, have I missed... <laughs> have I just missed a subtitle yeah. or am I an idiot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's And thankfully it does make sense by the end of it. But that's... See, that's what I really like about... Mm. Dark Season 1 is yeah. that it's incredibly complex but it's not designed to be ambiguous yeah. so if you keep track you can tie everything together yeah. and understand yeah. it apart yeah. from the bits that they're leaving for Series 2 and yeah. Series 2 feels very similar it's, Absolutely, it's yeah. totally unambiguous about what's happening it's just fucking complicated yes, exactly which is great it's like, like one of those things I felt like I had a note, should have had a notepad going like yeah. oh, right, as, okay <laughs> that's doing that that's doing that right as, got it as a nerdy sci-fi person there's nothing better than like kind of that feeling of piecing something together yeah. and it feeling whole and yeah. having that there's something very nice it's almost like collecting like you're collecting plot pieces and going like oh that slot's here that yeah. slot's here and it all just starts folding in on itself oh, it's so good where are you at the minute then I'm exactly halfway through okay. season mm. two um, so, so you're halfway I, down the shaft of dark exactly. season yeah. two so you're, you're made, fully oh, no, in you're, no, ball, you're balls deep, deep. Into, you're balls deep into um, dark season two but I so I've just discovered uh, the identity of Adam Right. Which is great. Right. Um, I said this to you the other day. There's something in... There's so much of that stuff. Happens. There are, so, there are Of the five episodes I've watched, I think about three of them have ended in places where if other series ended on that note yeah. and did it as a cliffhanger to the next series, yeah. you'd yeah. be satisfied because yeah. you'd be like, oh my yeah. God. It's definitely one of those shows where I watch it and then I just think about how did you start writing this? Oh my where, God. Where, where, like, what, what point did you start that is the plot point we're going with yeah. Yeah. to kick this off. Especially because there's stuff in the second series where it must be planned in advance. You know, like, mm. there's the... Yeah, they haven't stumbled across any of this. There's the fa fairly famous anecdote about The Good Place that the guy, Michael Schur, when he pitched it, said this has to be two series because series one ends in a way yeah. that reconfigures everything about series one yeah. that then informs series two. Yeah. And I think they must have done the same thing with this because the way things are now paying off... You can't have just improvised that. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's so good. What an amazing show! Amazing. TV's good, it. isn't it? 
TV is good. Do you know what else is good? I don't Quizzes. know. Quizzes. Oh, yeah, I love them. Oh, have you got one for us, Joe? Yes, I do. So let's begin the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? This week's game comes from Ethan Hunt. He says, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Just a game idea for the endless search section of the podcast. Not sure if you played this one on the pod before, and I'm sure that we've all played it at some point, but a game me and my girlfriend love to play when watching a film or TV show is How Old Are They? Oh, my God. The premise is simple. I'll give you some names below, and you have to guess how old they are. Whoever gets the closest wins. Uh, now. Simple. So we've, we've Very recently simple. played... Simple. We've recently been playing the 58 game, which I first heard on the Jake and Amir podcast, If I Were You. If you want to... Li- genuinely, I think it's one it's of the most game. exciting bits of uh, podcasting I've ever heard. <laughs> Listen to the live show of Jake and, of If I Were You with Jake and Amir featuring Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch when they play the 58 game because they're playing it in front of an audience of like a yeah. thousand people and they're going fucking insane when it works. <laughs> so the 58 game is guess who's 58. Yeah. Right. Turns out everyone's 58 <laughs> and until this point in time that was the most exciting piece of podcast history yeah now it's gonna now, be, now it's this Ooh. this this is going slightly uh slightly different so i've got 10 names you just have to guess how old they are but Easy. the way the way i'm gonna do it for you boys okay is you've got to get the most points but you're only getting minus points for how far off you are the ages okay Right, I get it. So for each name, I want you to simultaneously think about it yeah. and then give answers. Yeah. So I don't want. So one sorry, we're getting points yeah. taken away for us rather than adding them up, and whoever has the least wins. Yeah, whoever okay. has, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. has the most non-negative points. Right. <laughs> you should just yeah, add them up and then game said, until that. You should just anyway. add the points off, and then whoever has the least wins. Right. All right, we'll do it that way. That makes it more sense. sense. Yeah, makes it a lot more I just like the idea of you losing points. It's more fun. Right, as long as I know what's happening, doesn't matter. Got it, got it, got it. Number one. Michael Caine. Ooh. I'm going to go five seconds per name. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, so you're going to do a countdown, then we have to say our... Five, four, three, two, one. 78. 82. He's 86. Oof. So that's... Four points for Cardi. What did you say? 70? Uh, 78. 78. I'm writing my... Maybe you shouldn't so say them exactly at the same time, because that's just messy. Well, well, why don't you write you, it down so then... Well, as long as, oh yeah, as, long as you think Because I don't have a pen. I just, I trust you both. Okay. I need the pen. Yeah, but not while I'm writing it you down my answer. You don't need to answer. write it down. It's fine. Oh. I'm not swapping a pen with you for ten questions. Let me have a go on your pen. You're dirty. Robert Pattinson. Five, four, three, two, one. Thirty-four. Thirty-one. He's thirty-three. Oh. 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 Do you get, like, any special... Forget it, bang on. Uh, yeah, let's say you get plus five points. Okay. It's a big swing. Wait, no, minus five what, points. What? <laughs> you've, you've complicated this. What are the scores? What are the scores? Just uh, so we... You're currently Cardi on ten. Yep. Al's on five. No, it's the other way around. I got it. I got yeah, it closer one. the first... Oh, oh fucking Al. Write a, a and C above each one. You know who's who. I genuinely don't like playing games with <laughs> you. Right, you get too complicated. I'm not getting competitive. I'm just... Letting you know that's a mad system. You're a prick. <laughs> You've got the scores. Michael Owen. Around. Michael Five, Owen. Four, three, two, one. Thirty-nine. 42. He's thirty-nine. Oh. Minus five. Delved into football. 
Which one do you say? 42. Oh, you're all right. It's not too bad. Oh, God, he's had Did you one. actually know he was 39? No, I was like 38, 39 around there. Alright. Just doing some maths. <laughs> you can't this have a go at me. That looks mad. This no works. one can see what was <laughs> on that. It piece doesn't of matter that no one can see. <laughs> I know. I'm keeping track. I know you've got it in can mind. You just it just looks mad. Second. It looks Michael mad. Michael Sheen. <laughs> oh, Three, two, one. 47. 52. He's 50. Oh, God, you're good at this, Cardi. I, mean, I was only one away from you. Which one of you said which then? <laughs> I said 42. Yeah, yeah, you did. I knew that. It's <laughs> just the kind of game it doesn't really matter who it is. It's just, it's just fun for everyone to play I'm, along at home. I'm keeping very close it's track. <laughs> I've got all the scores right here. It's fine. <laughs> the canonical age of Lisa Simpson. Oh. What? She stays the same age. Yeah, I try. One. Eleven. Twelve. She's eight. She's only eight. Oh, madness. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> madness. Can't believe it. I'm on a, I'm on a roll now. I know how uh, to score it. Good. Emma Stone. Oh, God. Two. One. Thirty-seven. Twenty-eight. Thirty. Come on, he's so late to the no, game here. But he's not changing what? based Tony on yours. Is. He lowballed that. Lowballed? 37? Oh, I don't fucking know how old she is. She's like roughly my age. Oh, God, he's absolutely storming this, mate. Emma Watson. You Ooh. just... We just that was Emma Stone. Sorry, I was thinking of Emma Watson on the last one. Well, well done. Come on. <laughs> I would say <laughs> Emma Watson close. is 37. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 20, uh, what? 27. What? Oh, 24. 29. Is she? Mm. Holy shit. <laughs> I genuinely thought Emma Watson when you said Emma Stone. Uh, Which one did you say? 27? Yeah. It's going well. It's going well. Don't worry about it. It's all in hand. Emma Thompson. A lot of Emmas. Yeah, there's loads of Michaels and loads of Emmas, <laughs> and he said it's not a theme. It just worked out that way. So I go for 63. 54. 60. Oh, Jesus. I do a lot of uh, Wikipedia and actors of Age of Famous Emmas is my favourite Wikipedia page. I still don't get it right. Piers Brosnan. Mm. Five, four, three, two, one. 71. 68. 66. Jesus. What did you say? <laughs> 71. 71. <laughs> it's a good job I write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Bean. Five, mm. four, three, two, one. 54. 56. 60. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was very condescending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the scores are in. <laughs> it's a resounding victory for Cardi. But I want, to, I want to know the exact scores. 22 points. Not minus. No. Well, it would be minus 22. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter either way. Right. I prefer it to be minus. Cardi gets you... minus 22. Okay. And you've got minus 45. Well played, Al. You know what? <laughs> well played, <son. laughs> That game's more fun when it's not scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more fun just having it. 
sit around a few pints. Yeah. It's a good game to play. I think Maybe play it's amazing. Uh, actually, I was talking to uh, erstwhile member of the podcast, Gavin Murphy, and him and his friends came up with a really good drinking game version of this that I'm mm-hmm. going to spread now and take all the credit for, which is you nominate someone mm-hmm. yeah. and then give them a name and they have to guess and then it's... Uh, Basically, whatever you do, like digits, fingers, fingers, yeah. based on how far off you are. Hmm. And if you get it that's bang on, everyone else has to finish. That's 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 a harsh. That's a, I was going to say, like, there's quite a lot of drinks yeah. going down. Well, if quickly. you looked at Gav's Instagram story from the weekend, you'd understand that yes, it is a very harsh <laughs> drink. <laughs> uh, uh, feedback, but first we have a bit of pre-feed, pre-feedback. Yes, QuakeCon is happening. QuakeCon Europe Woo. in the year of doom in London. Yeah, July twenty seventh. Saturday, July 27th. We, we were just taking a word of this each. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Printworks. <laughs> we've got... Oh, yeah, Printworks in Canada Water. Mm. Easily accessible, Jubilee Line. Uh, <laughs> we've got 10 pairs of tickets to give away. We do. These mm. tickets are unavailable anywhere you else. cannot get them. Except mm. in other competitions that <laughs> are be definitely a good happening. There's panels with developers. There's think- panels with Matt... IGN UK Perslow. Oh my goodness. I know. Matt's going to be talking be to the uh, fine ladies and gentlemen of Machine Games, who make Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. or the modern Wolfenstein, and Arcane, who make Dishonored and the upcoming Deathloop. Mm. Yeah. They'll um, be Wolfenstein, they'll be Doom Eternal. I genuinely think Matt's on the best panel at the whole thing. Yeah. It sounds great. Only because he's on it, though. Wouldn't be if he wasn't on well, it. Well, it's twice as good. He's yeah, a multiplier effect. He's wow. a stat buff. Um, <laughs> How do they get tickets to They this get show? tickets by emailing us, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Yes. And what we want to know is basically, you know Doom, right? You know, it's got that game, the BFG. The, you get, know, the gun. The you, gun. Know the, you know yeah. the gun yeah. Yeah. called the BFG. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And you know it's got a rude name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fucking gun. It's a bit rude. We don't like that name. We don't it's like too, rude things too on this rude. podcast. It's absolutely too rude for <laughs> yeah. us. And so, if you want a pair of tickets, we want you to email IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. <laughs> yes. With the subject line, QuakeCon. Yes. And give us a new set of words that correspond to the acronym BFG. Yes. What you do you think the gun should be called? Because it's too rude right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, and we're not saying yours can't be rude. No, but just, you know, you know, just an alternative. Our, just an alternative name for the oh, BFG. Yeah. It's simple. And just a reminder that Podcast 500 is still happening. We haven't cancelled it. it. Yep. Don't worry. August uh, 16th. Friday, August the 16th at the 100 Club on yep. Oxford Street in London. Um, we are looking... You've got ticket update, Al. Yes, so we're looking to put tickets out there, not <laughs> next week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. Yes. But probably earlier than the usual Friday. Okay. So keep your eyes peeled. Your peepers. We'll week you commencing warning. a week on Monday. I don't know what I'm day ho- that I'm is. I'm hoping on next Friday's podcast we'll, 22nd. Have, we'll have a firm date of when those tickets are gone. Yeah. So. I, I, I think it will be the 22nd or 23rd. The IGN UK Twitter feed will be a good place to watch. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'd just like to skip back very quickly to Go the on. QuakeCon thing. Just so you know, we're going to pick winners next week and read out our 10 favourites yes, yes. for the 10 pairs yes 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 um, so you will know next week yep and then after that you'll actually you'll get some sort of email back saying congratulations 100%. yeah from Bethesda probably yeah. be, you'll be on them from Todd you'll be part, Howard you'll be part of Todd's <laughs> big data operation yeah and you're going in a vault battle to the death in a vault alright let's now do some, some feedback we actually feedback. got yes I've got one here from Lewis Glover and his subject line are is even crinklies are fucking bangers <laughs> what's I, a crinkly I hope he's not referring to old ladies 
Um, <laughs> what's up, boys? Just wanted to say Jacob's Crinkly Crisps are absolute bangers and my favourite crisps. Similar to McCoy's, but bite size. Similar to mini cheddars, what? but thinner. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Similar to McCoy's, but bite size. I bite McCoy's every yes. time I eat them. You what don't you find McCoy's about? too big for your mouth? No. No, neither do I. I got a big old mouth. Sometimes you do find a large one. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. If that, will, that will fill the circumference of your heart. So we're saying crinklies are so <laughs> well, minute. Maybe even a large. Maybe he has is, a tiny mouth. Hmm. He could be. Oh, there was a guy at my school called Owen who had little pigeons. Mm. <laughs> Crucially, <laughs> we also used to call him Pigeon because he had a tiny little mouth, like a little beak, so he couldn't eat McCoy's. <laughs> oh, he struggled to eat anything. <laughs> He probably wouldn't have fit and a we tried. that. <laughs> we tried. Right. Um, um, I would if you listen. I like you. But not your mouth. I like his mouth. Okay. I just wouldn't want it. <laughs> right. Uh, crucially, though, crinklies have three simple flavours. It's more about crinklies. Yes. I thought that was it. Three simple. Two of them you might expect. Cheese and onion. Yeah. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. The third one. Chili beef. Oh, fair Ooh. play. That sounds good. Yeah? You're going to get some for lunch. You're going to get some crinkly chili beefs. Uh, if they're part of the Tesco meal deal, am I? <sighs> I don't know. They strike me as the kind of thing that might only be available in big bags, but I might be wrong. I think it's weird that I wouldn't trust a crisp from Jacobs. They're a cracker yeah. company. He said, yeah. that is all. Have a good weekend. I like pot I like it, buddy. Simple to point. I might have to try one. Uh, I'm always up for new things in life. Yeah. <laughs> so, bake <laughs> that as far as you're going to go there? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hola! UK podcast team. Hope you are well and enjoying the sun. You enjoying the sun? Mm. You enjoying the sun? I, I like the uh, cold. I, d- I do enjoy the sun, but not the newspaper. Mm. Yes, very Just good for point. clarification. Uh, I, no, I was going to say something rude then. Uh, last week's podcast, you talked about remakes, but I'm curious what you think about the Disney live action remakes, in inverted commas. I would say live action should also be in inverted commas, yes. but that's just me. Not sure if any of you are Disney fans or have seen any of the live-action Disney films, but you might have heard there's some, there are some arguments about the cast announcement of Halle Bailey playing the new Ariel. Doesn't uh, bother me at all. I think if you have a problem with it, you're probably a racist. Yes. Ta-da! <laughs> I personally don't have a problem with her playing the role. Good. <laughs> she has, I imagine if they'd just gone. <laughs> just halfway through. I hate it. Should have read that bit before you <laughs> yeah. made that comment. Uh, as she has the face and voice of a Disney princess. I know the animated film portrayed Ariel as white, but I don't see the point of arguing about the skin colour of a fictional fish just because it ruins your childhood when it's creating a new childhood for many more kids. Bang on! Anyway, so opinions on the Disney live-action remakes. Good, bad, or just all right? I haven't I, actually seen I've that seen many. most of the Beauty and the Beast one, just because like, Beauty and the Beast was, was one of my favourite ones growing up. And I watched it, didn't like it, found it fundamentally pointless because it was just copying it. And mm-hmm. I don't think Emma Watson can sing. No. Garçon was ruined. I uh, just yeah. struggle to see the point in Not any of them. Gaston. 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 Yeah. Um, Jesus. I I just don't get it. I don't understand what I no, I get it from a we can make a million yeah. Yeah. billion mm. every time. But I, I just I have no interest in seeing any of them. Mm. I've never understood the point. Even Jungle Book, which sounded kind of an interesting way do you know to what? do it. I did see the Dumbo one and I actually quite enjoyed did it. Did you? I actually my dad quite liked it. it. Of course, it was for that reason. But they actually did change the story. It's not the same story. Right. Like, yes. It is yeah, quite yeah, it's a fundamentally film. different take on it, which made me enjoy it more than if it was just a shot-for-shot remake. Absolutely. I, t- and I, I think though, that's the moment where it's like, okay, let's use this as a reason to jump off and do something different. Yeah. Whereas, like, I know you're excited for The Lion King. I am. I can't be honest. But from what I can gather, 
it is exactly the same. That's it. And so let's, with, let's see how I feel next week. But with less fun it. animated stuff. The one yeah. thing that does make me excited for that one is that cast is phenomenal. Yeah. That's it. I'm more excited about the cast of these things. Like, I wanted to see Aladdin just to see Will Smith. I like Will Smith. Yeah. I, I have no interest in seeing the story of Aladdin again because no. I've got a good one. Mm. Um, but like, uh, So I, I've seen Cinderella... Uh, and I thought that was a good remake because obviously its source material is so old yes. that it felt like it was bringing that story to a new generation and, yeah. and Scarlett, my daughter, she enjoyed that. Beauty and the Beast, I don't think she even finished it all the way through. <laughs> like She was a bit like, eh. Honestly, my problem with it is that Disney has traditionally been like one of the most imaginative movie studios yeah. in the world and it's turned the last five years and seemingly the next ten yeah. into mm-hmm. a time when Disney don't try anything new. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's fucking rubbish. Like, yeah. I want to see the people who are... They've literally got people at their country, company called Imagineers. Yeah. yeah. I want to see some imagination. And it, and it really feels like it's just some kind of factory line pumping exactly. them out. Like, like, I didn't realise that there was a Mulan one coming and it's like, oh, there's a trailer for it. Mm, and great. here's this, and here's this. It's like, just calm no down. Give me something new. Yeah. Or do the Emperor's New Groove because it's the good one. <laughs> Is it? I love the Emperor's New Groove. I've never Atlantis. seen it. I've never seen Atlantis, yeah. but I, occasionally I hear people your age say yeah. that. <laughs> I was. I remember being really excited for Treasure Planet and being really disappointed when That's I saw it. That's a cool it. fucking name for a film. Yeah. Treasure Planet. It just looked cool. It was like sci-fi Pirates of the Caribbean at that point. Yeah. And it, yeah, but it just wasn't good. Uh, I've got an email from Lee in Bournemouth who said uh, hasn't listened for a while since when Kez was still around it's a while I know right Uh, started listening again thankfully he's pleased or actually it might might be a she because L-E-I-G-H so if I got that wrong sorry I I should also say that was Kim who wrote the last one okay uh, very pleased that the garage segment has ended. <laughs> I think we might be oh yeah I've got an absolute banger for the end of this week's podcast oh shit I forgot about (laughs) that oh dear um, anyway, uh, it's the first time uh, they've written in, and they're a bus driver. And one of the things that really bugs them is, that, and it probably shouldn't, is that when they're waiting to take my bus on, notice so many people on their headphones doing a call but holding the microphone up to their mouth. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I've, the got, I've got that image in my okay. mind. Is this people not wanting to look like they're talking to themselves? Mm-hmm. Really don't get it. Now, yep. I do get it because okay. I talk on my headphones all the time and it is partly to not look like some kind of maniac. Yes. Also because the person who I'm talking to cannot hear me when you're walking yeah. down a London street. Mm. All my wife's is like, I can't hear, I can't hear. So I have to do that. I just never she call people like with headphones on. I don't like, I just use a phone normally. I actually actively like deactivate my Bluetooth, take my headphones on and just call people normally. But I've started doing that right. because I've realised that no one can hear me on my headphones, which mm. are meant to have very good phone capabilities yeah. but turn out she's mm. hell that one yeah that one doesn't bug me as much but I'm always up for more headphone related bugbears I, I do want to bring up like the thing last week the guy never explained why he didn't like people looking at their phones and being on headphones is it because they're like they could I think he just people? I think he just didn't understand why why you're holding it well like I listen to podcasts and play Pokemon Go at the well, same time there we go that's, that's what does reason. my nut in is like my commute takes up way too much of my life. <laughs> and then when a train pulls into a station, you've had 30 minutes to watch whatever you want, and you just got people really slow getting off, looking oh, at yeah, their phones, yeah. like, just, just it. get off your phone. Just pause it for a second. Pause just, like, you wouldn't walk up with a big newspaper doing that, would you? No. No, that's fair. I mean, you might do if you were a spy and you had little holes cut in to look out. <laughs> then I wouldn't mind. Yeah, that's fair. But there's a whole lot of spies. God bless you and your service, sir. <laughs> uh. But it's just like, it does my nothing. It's yeah. just like, it's, it's. I'm trying to get from point A to point B 
and I'm having to make my way past people who are basically zombies. Mm, unbelievable. That's fair. Kill them. So, yeah. <laughs> what? I teased it. We've got an absolute banger of a song to end this week's podcast. So while me and Joe were in Hamburg, we stayed with the lovely boys who used to work here, yeah. three of them, um, and we ran an Airbnb, and we end up watching a lot of German TV, which had it on in the background. Ger- we're doing well, from- more specifically. More specifically, one channel, Legenden TV, which is like a half vintage music TV channel, half sales it's channel. It's just infomercials. Yeah. So they're like half an hour, half an hour long at a time for just one artist, and... We fell in love with a couple. One would be uh, long dead now, sadly, uh, folk musician Ronnie. Ronnie. Who right. was big, only active between 1962 and 1971, but okay. ha- apparently his, had 120 hits. Wow. His effect Jesus. has been seismic. He's the singular German Beatle. And every time he came on, because they only advertise about three artists on yeah. this channel, every time his one came on, we'd all go, Ronnie! <laughs> but the ones that really stole our hearts were... Go on, Joe. The Amigos. The Amigos. Uh, they've got a troubled history, which we don't have really time to go through their whole career to date. S- suffice it to say, the Amigos these days are just Karl Heinz and Bernd Ulrich, and, and they look like Rex. Two <laughs> very old men who play a bit of Schlager. Yeah, Schlager. Uh, German uh, terrible pop music. Yeah, Schlager, if you don't know, is a style of popular music, which is generally a catchy instrumental accompaniment to vocal pieces of pop music yeah. with simple, happy-go-lucky, and often sentimental lyrics. Yeah. but we Schlager is bad. <laughs> there was a couple of favourites we had. Uh, I was very much toying with the idea of treating everyone to Angel Eyes, Angel which Eyes is like is a, a Euro club banger. Uh, but, but we're going to go with two very old <laughs> men yeah. singing on just looking at a very young girl in a club which was oh my odd God. Um, but no we're going with I believe it was uh, De Legenden from Babylon yeah The Legends of Babylon I believe or from I can't quite remember um, but yeah enjoy the Amigos I do, I, sorry I just want to oh say God. before we start <laughs> he built that up so no, well no I know that was beautiful but I just want to point out I don't want anyone to think we actually Oh no, I love this song. You don't actually like it. I will listen to this song. You like it ironically. I I listen to this a lot. This is bad music, but (laughs) we just want to give you a look into what our lives became whilst we were in Hamburg. I disagree. So instead, I'm going to try it again and let's all listen to The Amigos. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.